People think when they come to me as a financial planner, I'm just going to tell them to save and invest more because that's what financial advisors do. And it can be helpful to save and invest more. But if you want the best financial plan ever, then guess what? Keep saving and investing. You're going to have an amazing financial plan. Never stop working. Make sure to never take any trips. Don't do anything fun. You're going to pl- your plan, it's going to look incredible. But that's not the goal for most people, and I bet it's not the goal for you. So today's episode is about me talking about when you should consider stopping saving for retirement, a really odd topic. I'm sure something to think about, but it's the reality. Some of you have saved and invested really well, and there comes a point where you go, how much longer should I do this? And then there's, of course, the to what extent should I do this? I've saved and invested well. Should I just take advantage of my company match? Should I still do those Roth IRA contributions? When do I start considering other saving techniques? Because if I want to retire early, you've heard my podcast enough that you guys know, oh my gosh, where's income going to come from? Is it a bridge account? Are we doing a rule 72T? All these things. And if that didn't sound like English, please now you do not have to know about that. There are all of these cool aspects I'm going to go over in today's episode so that you can make sure you're doing everything right when it comes to your early retirement. Now, I'm gonna hop right into today's episode, but as always, wanna make sure that I do get to highlight recent reviews, so thank you guys for the continuing to leave those reviews. It's always fun for me to get to see those. This one comes from Brandy and Coco, who says, thoughtful and easy to understand. I enjoy listening to this podcast. Ari speaks on topics I'm interested in and easy to understand. I don't even just want it to be easy to understand. I want it to be so clear that you go, oh my gosh, I walk away from every episode with just more clarity around money. That is my goal, and so I hope that this has been helpful so far. When I listen to other podcasts, and if I walk away confused at all, or even if I leave a doctor's office and I go, hey, kind of know what they're talking about, but not totally sure, I find I'm less confident about them executing on a plan. So my goal is, of course, to be as concise and clear as possible. So glad that that's resonating. And for more of you that do find the show helpful, it is very much so helpful when you do leave a review, helps more people find the show, And of course, you guys know my goal is to help a million plus people retire early, over 150,000 downloads of the Early Retirement Podcast, and thousands of you sending me personal notes about how this has helped you with your early retirement goals. And I know a a bunch of you guys are clients of mine listening to this episode as well. So fun to get to hear from all of you. All right, let's hop into the fun stuff now. There's a lot of people that are focusing on all of the people that have undersaved for retirement today. And trust me, there are plenty. And it is a challenge for many, but that is not the problem that I'm discussing today. Because most of you that do want to retire early, you have saved and invested well, and you want to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best position possible. Now, I know some of you might send me a note saying, already this episode sounds, it's for the people that are just on track. What about for the people that are trying to get out of debt? For There are millions of podcasts on those. I find there are very few people that discuss that I listen to myself as well on early retirement planning for people that have saved and invested well. So that's the focus today. Just don't want you guys thinking I'm overlooking that in any sense. If you don't ever stop saving for retirement, you might make unnecessary sacrifices that will cost you dearly over time. And guess what? That's not financial. What I mean by that is you don't know how long you're going to live. And if you're in your early 50s and you're healthy, wonderful. I hope you stay healthy. But nobody knows, and you guys don't hear it as much as I do, but I have clients that tell me, all right, my, my sister or my brother or my best friend or my partner just went through XYZ medical procedure. They're projected to live the next 
15, 20 plus years, and they don't know if they'll make it that long. A very difficult thing to hear. And I don't say that for just the sake of being somber. I say that because I want to help them get the most out of it while they're here. So does it sound weird for a financial planner to talk about stopping saving for retirement? It probably does, and it probably should, but it probably also resonates to a lot of you because you probably have thought about at what point does it make sense to stop. So I'm going to illustrate today through a few examples how these concepts are going to connect to your early retirement strategy. And there's two concepts. Number one, compound growth. And number two, opportunity cost. So we're going to go through examples. You know, I'm the example guy. Compound growth. When we first start saving, it's mostly new savings that are growing your account balance. At the latter end, it's mostly market growth that is growing your account balance. So for people that say, Ari, should I save more dollars or should I invest well? I say it depends where you're at in your financial journey. If you are new in your financial journey, more often than not, I would rather not even have a conversation about small cap value or emerging markets or real estate. It's can you save and invest and just keep putting those dollars to the right accounts Less so about getting growth. If you have $10,000 and you get a 10% return, you made a thousand bucks. If you have a million dollar account, you made a 10% return, that's a hundred thousand dollars. So the goal here is can you make sure you're invested well at all times, but specifically during your years where you're closer to an early retirement. But you can see here now, if you were to add $10,000 to your million bucks, it's a whole lot less impactful than if you were just invested well. So here's an example to further see this. Let's assume that you save 10,000 bucks a year from age 25 to 65, and you get 8% growth. Of course, we could take any growth rate, but let's go with 8%. After one year, your $10,000 is now $10,800. That's right, you got 8% growth, you put 10,000 bucks in, and so now you can see of the 10,800 that you see, 92% of it was made up of your contribution, meaning you put in 10,000, you have 10,800 now, 92% of that was your actual contribution. Now, go 10 years out, now you have $144,000, you get a 7% increase from your contribution, which means, I'll clarify it for you, you put in another 10,000 bucks, and you grew at 11520 So, Let's summarize what I just said there. If you're saving 10,000 bucks a year from 25 to 65, so those 40 years in there, what's happening if you're getting 8% growth is after 10 years, that's the sweet spot where the growth is actually more valuable than what you're putting in. Now, after 20 years, you have 457,000 bucks. It's a 2% increase from your contribution you're still putting in that $10,000, that's not changing, but now you're getting $36,560 of growth on your money. So that's why we do this. After 40 years, you'd have $2.6 million. If the portfolio grows by 8%, that's $208,000 of growth that's occurring for you. And you can see here, that's just if you're adding 10,000 bucks a year for 40 years. Imagine it's more than that, which it is for most of you. That's number one. Okay, compound growth, you're going, I know a lot of you are going, Ari, we get how compound growth works, okay? We understand that. What about opportunity costs? What are you, what are you talking about there? And here's what I'm talking about. Every additional day that you work is one additional day you cannot fully spend with family, friends, or doing the activities you love. And I've said that before, and I got a few messages from people going, Ari, I don't want to spend the whole day with my family. And okay, I'll laugh at that. But the idea here, you can understand, is every single day you're working is another day you're not doing exactly what you want to do. So we understand the opportunity cost of missing out on a good investment 
But what about the opportunity cost of not doing what you want to do? So now we have these two principles top of mind. Let's take another step. Let's explore this further. And of course, I put time and effort into these podcasts because I hope it resonates with you guys. And if you're going, Ari, yep, these examples do, please, of course, send me a note. But I also want to hear from you guys, hey, are these episodes helpful? Is there a particular topic? What question have I not yet addressed? And you guys, of course, do an awesome job of submitting those questions to me. But you can also, of course, go to my YouTube page and find more information like this. But let's go further. So our thinking here, I'm going to imagine this is for most of you. Ready? I'm going to do five words. See if I can summarize what your brain is thinking right now with your financial journey. Okay. Work, save, defer, retire, enjoy. I'm guessing those are the words in your head. Now, not exactly like that, but you're thinking, okay, I need to keep working. I need to keep saving. I'm going to defer income. I'm then going to retire. And then I'm going to enjoy. It's simple thinking. And I get it because it does get the job done, but at what opportunity cost? Or what most people say, at what cost? So what are we saving for if not just future consumption? If our future consumption needs are actually met, then what's the point of continuing? I know, I get it. It's a rhetorical question, but still there's tax benefits and growth opportunities. There's always more things you can spend on. I get it. But it's very similar to a video I released a few weeks back on the danger of working one more year where it's okay. I feel really confident with my job, but I'm just gonna do one more year and one more year. And then when it feels right, I'm going to do it. And for a lot of you, you've lived more years than I've lived. And so you're going, all right, there's actually no perfect time to when things happen, but I want to get as close as I can. But what about the benefits of stopping saving? Well, it helps with enjoyment and balance, but it also is about less, it's about getting in the mindset of sacrificing less just because if you do that, you're going to enjoy more tomorrow. What if you did play golf today, maybe to a lesser extent than where, where you're going to do it in retirement, but what if you traveled today a little bit more or gave generously? By the end of your career, you may have a very healthy income. You've worked your whole life to get there, but can you do these things along the way? It helps with longevity of work. I've had clients that I personally work with who are burnt out, as you can imagine, and they cannot wait to get to retirement. And one of the, one of the things I prescribed for them, I said, what if you stop saving? What if you stop saving for retirement? And they'll look at me like, Ari, what on earth did you just tell me? And the reason for that is they were burned out because it was all sacrifice and no fun. As soon as they were having fun, they miraculously became less burned out. So they enjoyed the last few years of work. They did everything they wanted to do. They redirected their 401k and savings to travel and end up having a very healthy retirement balance at the end of the day because work became far more palatable. So I want you to see this very clearly. When can you stop saving for retirement? When do you have enough? Are you 55 years old and you want six, at 62 to have two and a half million bucks? And today you have two million. Okay, with a 3.25% growth rate, you are going to be there. So do you need to keep saving? Maybe not. Do you want to be able to have $5 million to be able to spend XYZ at that age? Okay, maybe we do need to get eight or nine or 10% growth. In which case, great, there's your goal. But when you feel you're just sacrificing things for this future amazing, you know, arbitrary tomorrow, to me, that's a risk. And that's the biggest one, which is so often retirement is just about hitting that number and they obsess over it and they sacrifice for it. Then guess what? You do hit it. And then it's not that climactic. It's okay, I hit it and the portfolio balance was a million and now it says 5 million. I got to my goal, but 
but life actually doesn't change and health has actually deteriorated. So maybe, I'm gonna just take a wild guess here, some of you move the goalposts, meaning the goal was one and a half million, you get there and now it's two and a half, and now it's three, and now it's three and a half, and then regret starts to set in, and you're like, oh my gosh, a lot of time has gone by, I could have done all these other things, and for some of you, this doesn't make any sense, and you're going, oh my gosh, Ari, what are you talking about here? I'm gonna save and invest until the day that I'm not able to, and for you, wonderful, keep doing it, but make sure you are at least considering the alternative, which is do you need to keep doing it? For some of you, you do. If you don't keep saving to your Roth IRA and your 401k and these things and your brokerage account, you will not be in a position to retire early with comfort. And that's correct. And oftentimes I'm coming to my clients saying, I'm not in the business of showing anyone a rosy picture. I'm in the business of helping you get the most out of what you've worked so hard for. And it's all about trade-offs. And early retirement is the trade-off game. How can you make sure that when you're looking at your financial strategy, you understand your trade-offs? Some people go, Ari, whatever you tell me, I am going to work until I'm 70. I love what I get to do. Well, guess what? If that is you, then you're going to be able to have a very different and more flexible strategy from someone who's 55. However, what if we take it a step further? What if someone who says, Ari, I want to be done at 55, but I'm willing to spend 3000 a month in retirement or 5000 a month in retirement versus the person who wants to retire at age 70 and they want to spend 20000 a month in retirement. Neither is correct and neither is incorrect. The goal is about trade-offs and it's about asking yourself, what are the core trade-offs that are important to you? Would you rather work longer to be able to spend more or would you rather spend less and stop working? That's a common question I'll ask. Another question I'll come and ask is what is your health expectancy supposed to look like? And you're like, all right, I don't even know. I'm in good health. I say, okay, but if something were to occur in the next 10 years, would you feel that you've done everything you wanted to do? And most people go, oh no, absolutely not. There's other things I want to do. I say, great. What are those things? And they start to work through it. And they're like, oh my gosh, there's a lot I want to do. Do I have enough time to do that? And is my partner in good health to be able to do it? Are they in a good mental headspace to do it? All of these are different aspects to this. A few others here, and then I'll summarize is When legacy and other goals aren't as important to you, you don't have to save as much. Some people reach out to me, they have no kids, and they are like, Ari, I want to spend every last dollar I've worked so hard for. Great. If that's you, let's understand how to best do that. How much do you need to spend? Should you stop saving and instead focusing on doing some of these things today? Because you, of course, run the risk. I know a lot of you guys have heard this example of retiring, just golfing, hurting your back, and now all of a sudden it's what on earth am I going to do? So can you, before you retire early, start to understand what are some of the things you want to do? And then lastly, when you don't need the tax benefits, if your cash flow today allows for a Roth 401k contribution and you can still put food on the table and do the saving you want to do and take the trips you want to take, then great. But if you can't, you can still contribute pre-tax to get the tax benefits. It just means you're maybe not doing, call it a Roth contribution, taking advantage of the tax-free growth forever, and you might be in a high tax bracket going, Ari, I've ran some projections on my end. I've got a good sense. I should be doing pre-tax. And if that's you, awesome. Keep doing it. But don't let retirement be the all-consuming goal. Let an aligned life be the goal. The whole point of an early retirement, you don't have to wait to retire early to start enjoying it. So what are your main goals, both in the future and today? And for most people, it's really hard to unpack that on your own. So please reach out to myself so I can help you put together a custom strategy to retire early with your finances and connect the dots to real life to understand when are you in a position where you know that you can actually stop saving or scale back saving or actually need to accelerate 
spending or accelerate saving or whatever it is for your situation, I'd be happy to help. You can click the link in my description of today's podcast episode or YouTube if you're listening there, and you're going to see exactly how I help clients do that. I love what I get to do, and I've mentioned this on a few episodes, and I'll continue to mention it. I personally am going to keep making the content I do because I do it for two reasons. Number one, I want you to interview me for thousands of hours before you even consider hiring me. And number two is I want you to go, oh my gosh, Ari, that episode where you talked about funding your children's wedding a certain way, what does that mean for my plan? Let's hop on a conversation and let's do it. I go, awesome. I want to do that with you. And if I work with thousands of clients, I obviously just can't do it. And I never want to stop this content. So I'm going to personally stop taking on new clients early of 2024. But if you're listening to this now, I'm midway through 2023. I am for the next six months going to keep taking on new clients. And then, of course, I'm training more advisors that specialize in an early retirement so that they can ensure they're getting the services that they need. Hope this episode was helpful and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.